Welcome to Points of Change, the show where week by week I will be chatting with coaches, mentors, experts, change makers, people who have achieved or are helping other people to achieve incredible transformations in life, business, health, relationships or any area. Make sure you like and subscribe to the show and never miss an episode to find your points of change. Good morning. We are here on our new show, Points of Change, which this morning we are going to be discussing dealing with uncertainty and how to actually get through times and difficulties where uh, where we face uncertainty in life. I'm joined by my good friend and colleague, James Cole Gareth. We are going to be talking uh, about uncertainty, maybe a few other things. We'll see what comes up. Uh, join in the conversation in the chat if you would like to. Uh, let's start the show. Good morning, James. Good morning, Johnny. How are you there in Spain? Um, pretty good. It's it's cold, but it's sunny here in Valencia, and so uh, I, can't, I can't complain. And I've got my coffee. I'm always happy when I've got coffee in my hand. So uh, it's like yeah, yeah. Good. I know what it, I know what it feels like. Yeah, first thing in the morning, coffee. But yeah, so we're going to be talking today about uncertainty. It's an interesting subject. It's very is very relevant for, for this for this time, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, there, there are all different kinds of uncertainty. And, you know, well, certainly there are these obvious levels of uncertainty at the moment around COVID and, and uh, work situations and things like that. But these are not restricted to sort of exceptional times. They're, they're something, this is something that comes up all of the time potentially for people. And for, for us, for people like us who work as, as coaches, we encounter it as we've discussed before uh, with many of our clients we work it, work with, as well as dealing with these situations ourselves often as well. Right, we're not exactly. we're not yeah. immune to it ourselves, right? Right. I wish I was, but yeah. yeah I mean, right. um, yeah. Uncertainty. I'm, I'm dealing with clients at the moment whose whose businesses have gone kind of down south, as it were. Others who are trying to get out of their businesses. But uncertainty is not just because of things like COVID, but changing of life circumstances, you know, finishing one business, starting another. Uh, you know, I've got some of my clients who are in their late 30s, early 40s, they're going through a life crisis, a midlife crisis, although they're doing very, very well. And they're fa facing a different uncertainty. But we think about, we come back to the, what COVID has done to the world. Yes, it's forced us into this space of not knowing what's next. And um, I'd like to quote something from a, a Buddhist monk. He, he passed away some years ago called Ajahn Chah. He said, all these worries and doubts that you have are about things that you are un, um, that are uncertain. What do you think happens when you try to make something that is inherently uncertain certain? He says, you create suffering. Yeah. And life is inherently uncertain. But we try so hard to control, uh, to put... put um, uh our thoughts around it and i mean there's a certain amount of goodness in that we've got to we've got to realize that we're we're in the driving seat of our lives but at the end of the day life is uncertain we don't know what's going to go around the uh, come around the corner like this this um this covid thing was a black swan event and i, I yeah. black swan is what an uncertain event and there'll yeah. probably be more black certain uh black swan events and so as a result it's forcing people to come back to the here and now yes to we can plan but we can't plan like we used to so what we're left with is this uncertainty and it brings up a lot of stuff it brings up a lot of fear anxiety um overthinking about the future and so on and so perhaps this, this uncertainty is also an opportunity to maybe to 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 wake up to a certain level 
of yourself, about who you are, what you're doing, how you want to relate going forward. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree completely. I think we often get ourselves in life into positions where we like predictability. We like to have a pretty good idea what's coming from day to day. Uh, but there are always going to be curveballs. There are always going to be things that may come and and completely throw you throw you off your regular predicted scheduling uh, and whatever yeah. you ha you were expecting to come up for you because life life just keeps happening uh, you know, the the best laid plans of mice and men so on but uh, life is going to keep happening regardless and so i think a lot to a, to a great degree that sort of certainty that predictability is, is illusory anyway it's something that we we try to give try to give ourselves and to be honest, I think we're wired for it as well. Our, our brains work that way. And, and we should, to some degree, you know, we have to thank our brains for doing a great job of taking care of us and, and helping us with survival. But there are times when it doesn't necessarily work for us, where the, this sort of survival um, functionality of our brains that ha has come from generations and ancestors before that we wouldn't be here without um, is still active. It's still sort of, you know, the... Um, yeah. the, the daily threats from predatory animals or from attacks into that that people, uh, our ancestors would have had, are no longer really there in the same in the same way. We don't face daily existential threats in the same way that we did uh, in in yeah. history, and yet our brains are still wired to to look for it and to respond for it. And I think. It's, that sort of feeling that we try and give ourselves security or certainty that uh, we know what's coming and we can more or less assume and, and predict each day. Um, it's it's a comfort. It's a comfort to us because we feel safe. We feel safe when yeah. we have that. But it is illusory because anything could come and come and shatter that at any time. And I think if we're not actually in any way prepared for that or, or allowing for that possibility, we're probably going to take it, take the hit a lot harder than if we were. This is, you know, you you'll know from from chats with me that I'm I'm I love Stoic philosophy, mm. and that one one of the biggest helps that I've got personally from from reading studying Stoic philosophies uh, like Seneca, Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus, is this idea or this concept of. Um, appreciating what you've got and recognizing you can lose everything and actually uh, visualizing it all, visualizing the, the loss and what your life would be like and feel like without it is it can be a form of mental preparation for that. And uh, that, that to me has been very powerful in helping me at least feel more mentally resilient for, for when the uh, slings and arrows of life do get hurled. Yeah, no, what you're saying is good. They say what you bring up in the consciousness, you push down, will eat you from the inside, or at least it could kill you, right? So by bringing up, what would it be like if I lost everything, my my, my work and my health and uh, relying on the government for support and all the rest of it? What, what I mean, bring that up. And some people say, if you think that way, you'll start attracting it. No, it's just bringing it up, bringing up your deepest fears, and finding some space around it, finding some acceptance, acceptance for the things that perhaps are unacceptable. It's accepting the unacceptable. Now, I'm not saying you go down that path, but it's allowing yourself to, to do that. Now, I know, I know that stoicism, if I was going to bring up that thing, that stoicism is saying that we have relatively little power over our lives. Mm. When I read that, you know, we, we, we don't have much power over the course of our lives. But however, we've got one thing. 
we have the power to respond. So we can either react or we can respond. So reaction comes from, should we say, the, the, the monkey brain, reacting, getting into fear, getting protected, getting defensive. Or we can say, well, what can I do to respond to the situation? Right, I've lost my job or my business is not working or, or I was doing uh, what, um, uh, talking events or whatever. What can I do to respond to this situation? Well, first of all, I can uh, perhaps deal with what's coming up for myself. What, what's another response? Maybe we can try something new, a new, a new project, whatever. So it's like either we react or we respond. It's a choice. At the end of the day, is in stoicism, they say everything is a choice. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have we have quite a, a, an amazing comment from Francis. He's uh, watching us on on LinkedIn. Uh, so Francis yeah. says, "My my life circumstances have changed since last April. My daughter's boyfriend of nine years, at age twenty four, was diagnosed with stage four glioblast. I, I don't know how to say that glioblastoma, uh, which doesn't sound good, uh, in the spine, which has paralysed him. And this is the most challenging time of our lives. I'm now supporting them to fundraise for private treatment." as the NHS protocols are so restricted, way out of my comfort zone in asking for big funds, but I'm compelled to do it. Francis, thank, thank you for, for sharing that with us. Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely what, what an unexpected event, yeah. But com compelled, yeah. compelled to take action and uh, meet the challenge. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, so uh, perhaps what, what suggestions could be available? I mean, I've never had that situation happen to me, but... Um... I, I was um, I was fortunate enough to uh, to have a conversation a little while back with a lady called Heidi Lochlin, uh, Heidi Lochlin, mm -hmm. pronouncing incorrectly. And so some some people watching this may have seen that or, or have caught that. Uh, Heidi might might be watching herself. I'm not sure, mm -hmm. but um, Heidi is someone who was diagnosed with cancer and. and um, she was like stage four, uh, diagnosed with stage four cancer. I think it was breast cancer. She, she might correct me on that. Um, so she's, she's had surgery. She, she's really not been expected to still be alive. And yet she's taken yeah. all of that and, and taking it as a, you know, being grateful for every day. She's out there making people laugh uh, and showing people that um, it doesn't, it, you know, it's not over till it's over. Like you might have a, a bleak diagnosis, a bleak, you know, seem like a bleak future ahead of you but how you how you meet that how, how you greet that because uh, I mean her story uh, um, is it's horrific you know you wouldn't you wouldn't want to put your worst enemy through what she went yeah. through and yeah. uh, you know, losing a child and all this sort of stuff as well because of because of it um, just absolutely horrendous and uh, and yet she is really committed to being out there helping people get through it with laughter and and reframe themselves and and still find joy in their lives um and moving past this sort of grief and overwhelm and and this sort of terrible feeling of life that really uh wonderful she's she's honestly a, a wonderful person and I, I wish her the very best for the future and um and loved talking to her definitely recommend anyone to check out that conversation as well if you're sort of thinking um how much can i cope with how much can i deal with um you can it's amazing if, if you're still if you're still here you can deal with it but you have to work on the mindset part of it it doesn't mean that you're not going to feel sad that you're not going to have grief or loss or, or difficult times in life but it's either either let it beat you or you don't and you you, you still get to choose how you how you yeah. go on uh once once you get yourself to a point where you can do that and yeah um you know i, I think of particularly someone like hal elrod uh, the miracle morning guy his story mm. 
where he was in a, a horrendous car accident. I think in his story, he says he actually died momentarily, was brought back, uh, was told he was never going to walk again. And after allowing himself a little bit of grieving time, decided mm. that he was going to be, I think he said five minutes or something. He decided he was going to be, if he was going to be in a wheelchair the rest of his life, he was going to be the happiest person you've ever met in a wheelchair. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah that, that to me is, is amazing. It's not easy to do. And no one's saying right. this is easy. It, it, no. It's easy to say these things, but I know we know it's not easy to do these things. But to get your mind into into that kind of place and just to say, you know, I can either spend all my time feeling sorry for myself and deciding that life is against me, the universe is against me, and, and nothing's ever going to be good. Um, in doing so, I think you're robbing yourself of all the potential joy and happiness in the future for, for yourself as well. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, as you were talking, I was thinking about Patrick Swayze in the, the Dirty Dancing movie. You know, he had cancer and he didn't give in to it. He kept going till the very, very end. In fact, it was while he had the cancer, just maybe a couple of weeks before he passed away, he was still acting. He was still doing movies. He didn't allow the thing to beat him. So he responded to the situation. Yeah. Right. Um, and I know when things uh, get on top of you, when you've when you're going through a, a loss of health or whatever, or a loved one or whatever, yep, we have to also in in times of uncertainty ask for help, reach out. Yeah, so we can have the mindset. We can say, okay, how can I respond? Well, maybe one of the responses is to reach out, find some someone to support you through it. Get you maybe talk through your your craziness. And sometimes I've noticed it with my clients when they talk through their difficulties, they somehow get they get more clarity because they've spoken to someone about it. Someone can just listen to you without judging you. I find that I found that very good in, through my own crisis some years ago when I lost everything, and it came out of left field and all the rest of it. It was a death, and and I, I lost here and I lost there, and I lost everything in four months. Mm. But one thing I that was important for me was important to to say, you know, I can't do this by myself. I need, I need, I need to reach out and ask for help or some, some kind of support. That helps during uncertainty times as well. Yeah, I find it interesting. Like, I, I talk about how much I like stoicism and, and the philosophy behind that, and I find it very, yeah. very helpful. Uh, and yet, you know, when, we talk, when often in, in sort of English language we talk about being stoic, it doesn't actually yeah. that much relate to stoicism. Um, yeah. It really it really relates more to uh, this sort of stiff upper lip, um, not showing emotion, um, managing yourself and not be, not kind of not being a burden on anyone, just sort of putting on a putting on your best brave face and push push down all the emotions, which it definitely isn't stoicism. Uh, but we describe that as being as being stoic, you know, carry on regardless and you know, keep keep calm and carry on. It's like that stoic attitude that we often talk about. And I think that is it's a mistake to think about that. But there is this sort of almost conditioning or training if you like that we seem to have that says that's how you're supposed to be and uh, maybe not everyone feels that but I think a lot of people do I, I feel that I grew up feeling that I don't know I can't pinpoint specifically where that came from in my life other than just having a general awareness that that seems to you know, that's seemingly how you're supposed to show up and not not be a burden on anyone and and just you know uh Put, put your best face on and, and go out and face the world anyway, regardless of what's going on yeah. in your life. Don't let anyone else know. Um, don't don't let them have to deal with it. Yeah, well, vulnerability is weak in society when you're vulnerable. You know, I, I, it's like me when I grew up, I had to sort of figure it out myself. But when I lost everything, I got very vulnerable and 
I realized it wasn't weak, it was strength. So sometimes when you say, you know what, I can't deal with this anymore. It's just too much. I've, I've come to the end of the road. I can't handle it anymore. By the way, they're all conditions of the mind. It's all the mind. It's all the mind uh, stuff play, playing, but it's very, very compelling. Um, it's okay to feel vulnerable. It's okay to feel lost. It's okay to feel confused. It's okay to know, not know what to do in that moment. And it's embracing the thing that you don't particularly like or want that's going through your mind. Um, but, you know, by, by you being vulnerable, you're actually showing um, great inner strength because there are times when we can't cope with things. And uh, by you being vulnerable and doing that and practicing doing that, not all the time to everyone, because as Wayne Dyer, we talked about Wayne Dyer before, your biography becomes your biology. So you don't be telling every man and every woman in the world, I, 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 this has happened to me, this is happened, poor me, poor me. Being, you can go into victim mode, right? So there's a fine line be, be, by, by falling into, you know, this is what's happened to me. I've lost all this and pl please feel sorry for me to, you know, uh, sharing your vulnerabilities on, on with the right kind of people will support you, but not, not to tell the whole world all the time because as I say your biography becomes your biology. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I, I hadn't remembered that from, from Wayne died, but yeah, we, we had uh, our, our regular weekly call a little while before, yeah. before coming live today. And we were discussing Wayne Dyer a bit and, uh, and what, what an influence and impact he, he had uh, on, on us at the time. But yeah, um, no, absolutely. I, I, I find it, I, I find the whole thing sort of fascinating of victim mentality um, that even then we, we view that as being um, like the a, a terrible thing. It's almost like a, a really horrible judgment on somebody. It's just mm -hmm. something that we, we tend to fall into. You know, it's, it's natural to, I think, feel a bit sorry for ourselves. So much of the personal development world is is based around this idea of moving from being uh, from being in effect in your life and which is, i guess is a, a definition of victim mentality to to a degree to being at cause as people talk about which is taking full full responsibility for for mm. your life and and uh, I, I think people maybe have different ideas about what that means for them but uh, but we all fall into these sorts of uh, feeling a bit sorry for ourselves sometimes. I, I don't think there's anything bad about that. It's just not always helpful for us, and and it's definitely yeah. not helpful if we stay there too long. And, right. and that's where it where it starts to become a problem because uh, I do think it's very possible to go through your whole life feeling that other people need to take care of you and to absorb. Yeah. Try, a lot of people, I think, try to absolve themselves of responsibility for decision making or making changes in their lives, and and let other people take responsibility for that. It's incredibly disempowering, and and I don't think it's a, uh, I don't think it's a healthy way to live. But you know, mm -hmm. pe people have to figure figure out their own way through life. It's, it's certainly not not wouldn't want that to be my journey. But um, that that's the goal of a lot of personal and professional development work is to move people into yeah. feeling that they have the responsibility for their life. And, and the big part of that is going to be dealing with uncertainty in, in a positive way or a taking, um, taking what seems like a, a challenge and turning that into an opportunity. That yeah. is one of the hardest things to do in life. Yep. And I think the world is now being given the lesson of embracing uncertainty, but also with that comes that, as you said, that opportunity, that gift to awaken, to awaken to who you really are, to awaken that you have the power, 
you're not really a victim, although it might appear that way, yeah? And, you know, some of the symptoms are a victim is when we blame a lot and complain a lot and justify too much. So we've got to just notice, and we, we, all, we all do it, either consciously or unconsciously, we all kind of judge, blame, complain. The less you do it, the less you'll be in, in, that, in that victim mode, yeah? Uh, and so, I mean, there's some, maybe what, you know, what, so let's, let's look at some of the ways in which, you know, people can kind of work with the uncertainty, you know, work with, so say, working with uh, a situation that you don't particularly like is actually a form of wisdom. So what would be ways to uh, deal with uncertainty? I mean, one of the ways is accept the fact that maybe, you know what, I'm not, I'm not in control of it all. That could be the first thing is coming to the fact that acceptance is the beginning of change, yeah, or change of awareness. That's one thing. What other things would you put forth? You mentioned about being grateful or appreciative for, for, for the way things are. Yeah, and, and that, that really come, comes from an examination of uh, being willing to spend some time imagining your life without all the wonderful things and people that are in it right now. And I think that probably applies more to, to people, but I mean, certainly it's not a good thing in life if you uh, lose all your money or your all your possessions and so that, that can be a very tra traumatic experience as well. And, and there are many other, many other things besides as well. But um, sometimes it can be the how, how these things happen can be mm. also very, very horrendous. Um, being being able to imagine your life without these things and see past that it shouldn't be to a point uh, when i had a chat with uh, the philosopher donald robertson who is a stoicism expert a while back on on, uh, on my speaking of influence show um one of the things he was saying is that one of the reasons why the um I'm trying to remember what the sort of negative visualization thing can be problematic sometimes for people is not spending enough time with it, like not actually spending enough time imagining those things um, to, to really sort of work through it and, and work through the emotions that come up from it. You can actually end up potentially turning up your level of, of trauma and, and negative emotion around this instead and actually sensitizing yourself rather than more desensitizing yourself to, to be able to manage and deal with the stuff. The, the idea of it really is to, to really sit with it and go through it and, and let the emotions come through and, and process through them to get yourself to a, a to a point where um, you realize you you can deal with it and that uh, you're not actually creating those things in your life by visualizing them i think that's also in our in our, in our world of uh, where so many people talk about law of attraction and things like yeah. that where where people maybe imagine that well if i start visualizing it i'm sort of like hexing myself or putting it yeah. out there to the universe that that's what i'm going to attract no it's it's not that and it doesn't work like that um it, it really is a, a form of building up your own internal mental resilience so you can handle the world better and one thing that the one thing that i found from from doing that particular exercise has been to be able to feel more appreciation for the people in my life, to feel more appreciation for the opportunities that I have, to feel more grateful for each day that I wake up as an opportunity to do something good and, and put some good into the world uh, and hopefully help at least one person every day. You know, the, the, those are the things that I, that I end up moving into thinking about much more because of doing that. Because I think the the tendency is, you know, if you're in this sort of thing of the world's happening to you sort of mentality, you're really only focused on yourself. It's very hard to be thinking about helping other people or being of service or putting stuff out there. You know, you, you kind of end up moving into survival mode where it's really hard to think think yourself outside of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, uh, some some of the practices is you bring the stuff up, but don't get over, you know, stay with the feelings. Um, Eckhart Tolle talks about this in, in um, you know, his books like The New Earth and so on. It's like, it's okay. He says, do you, don't, don't, uh, it's just, he says to somebody, do you not, don't, don't mind being unhappy for a while because we can make a story about being unhappy. We can make a lot of stories in our mind. I shouldn't be unhappy. So it's important to, uh, so, uh, you know, if you want to move through it, it's to allow the feelings to move through it because at the end of the day, you're not your thoughts, you're not your feelings. There's something bigger inside you that, that's beyond that. Yeah, you're, you're the space that's holding all this stuff, but it doesn't appear yeah. that way. I think sometimes we've got to come back to that space, but sometimes that space is just cluttered by too many thoughts, too many feelings, too many concepts, too many scripts in the mind. And so how do you arrive at that space? Well, first of all, you recognize I'm cluttered in my mind. And secondly, is how do I come back to the present moment? Uh, perhaps uh, speak it out with somebody else that you've got some stuff going on. You know, come back to that place of appreciation and gratitude because we've got some, we, most of us are, are very, very blessed, actually. You know, if you've traveled to other countries I have through Asia, India, I realize, God, how, how lucky I am to have all these things in the West, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and... Uh, and to uh, and the other thing is to stop shooting on yourself. I should be wealthy. Yeah. I should be in a job. I should this should not have happened to me. Yeah, because then should puts you back in the victim mode. So you might want to list down your shoulds and just change them to say, well, I choose. So I should be. Um, I should have a lot more money in my life. Well, I choose to create a new opportunity to bring more money in. Yeah. So we we need to drop the shoulds as well. And there's a lot of shoots yeah. going on when you're feeling uncertain <laughs> about things. It, it doesn't matter how many times I hear that, it still makes me laugh. Um, but uh, yeah, the I, I always, as a coach, uh, and even not as a coach, I mean, I, I think it's just training to me now. When I hear words like uh, in conversation, like should, have to, must, need, um, they're red flags. They're, they are red flags to saying, okay, well, what, how about want or choose? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. because you know, it doesn't seem to be in, in in alignment. Is something that you feel that you should have to do. It's not coming from inside of you. It's coming from. Uh, it seems to be coming from some sort of external pressure that well everyone else is doing this so i should be doing something more like this so this is what i what i think i should be doing to to get ahead but don't actually feel it in my in my bones and my heart yet you know it's uh, that that's what i hear is like it's not fully aligned uh, and it's yeah. not coming from a place of actual want or desire is kind of, that this is where uh, sometimes the difference between having to push yourself to what you want or having the things you want pull you towards them uh, i think that starts to come in t into this a bit as well but yeah. in in terms of actual sort of day-to-day -day dealing with uncertainty um every day to every day is is uncertain and, and has the the scope for being that but a lot of the uncertainty we face um doesn't it doesn't necessarily need to lead to um, negative things you know it's not all it's not all bad stuff we're talking about here like just just life in general is isn't uncertain if in if you try and protect yourself from the uncertainties and the the changes and challenges in life you you're actually going to be uh, kind of wrapping yourself up in in bubble wrap and mm -hmm. uh, and trying trying to avoid all this stuff you're going to be missing out on opportunity as much as you're going to be cutting uh, perhaps limiting your limiting your risk yeah I think it's important just to be okay with not knowing. And I went, you know, when I said when everything some years ago collapsed to me, I lost everything. Um, I was, I listened to a talk by a guy and he was saying about embracing the I don't know space. 
that was really difficult because I was really scared about that because I don't know what's next. I don't know where I'm going. I remember I was in Scotland at the time and uh, I didn't know whether I want to come back to London, or whatever, but I, I just thought, okay, I'm going to play with this. And then, then I met someone who invited me to, in fact, where you live in Valencia, Spain. And then I, I met him. I thought I'd go for two weeks. I thought, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to go there anyway. That was just the next step. So I always knew what the next step was. And then I thought I'd be there for two weeks, but that ended up being six months. But the things I was allowing myself to have this, I don't know, be the vehicle to open me up to something unusually good. And, yeah. and, and from that came a lot of blessings, actually. I met some new friends. I learned a new language. And in fact, that, from that, I don't know space, my wife came, came from that. Very I never great. planned to go to Spain to meet my wife. She didn't speak English. I didn't speak Spanish. But by, by allowing myself to be okay with I don't know, but moving forward to the next step, yeah, not over planning, but having a little bit of a plan, things just opened up. It was like, yeah. you can call it magic started to happen because I was okay with not knowing. That's just yeah, something from that, my own experience. Isn't that funny? I mean, my, my story, my story of coming to Spain kind of reflects some some of yours to a degree as well. It's like I I came to Spain because I could, <laughs> because I was a bit fed up in the UK. I, I had moved out to full time working for other people and uh, uh, and was finally working for myself and had enough work to be able to sort of say, well, I think I'm going to be okay now. So I made the move and uh, didn't know didn't know if things were going to work out or continue um, it might be that i get to go and have two or maybe six months in spain maybe a bit longer we'll see how it goes and i might have to go back to england after that we'll see and um and i was okay with that i was like well i don't know what's going to happen and i'm actually okay with that we will just see see how it goes and deal with whatever comes up that before I think in, in my past that would have been really hard to Im imagine myself being okay with that but one, once I got myself okay with that uh, and you know, got to uh, got a nice apartment by myself uh, and um, it was probably I've probably been in Spain about two years before before I met my husband uh, so you know if, if you're uh, in the UK and and single and looking to meet the love of your life and have a bit of excitement in life you probably do need to move to Spain I think that's the message of our story here but uh, it, it was uh, you know it just kind of all flowed from that of the well I'm, I'm okay with we'll, we'll see where it goes even even in our relationship it was just like I don't know that that things are going to work out I don't know that we're going to be um, know that it's going to go well or, or we'll be super happy together and I'm okay with that um, in fact we both are we, we've had that discussion and I, I never never could have imagined the the things that have come into my life by allowing myself to be okay with the uncertainty and not just to be okay with it but to actually embrace it and say yeah let's uh, put myself in in uncomfortable or uncertain places where I, maybe I don't know how to act or respond or what's going to come from them and um, that opens up the uh, the realms of possibility and and that's that's something I actually get much more excited about now yeah so what if the COVID thing is now open up new realms of possibility for the world new creativity new ideas new innovations I wonder I wonder what new possibilities will come from that and perhaps going through what you went through I guess you had a bit of trust as well you had trusted that you didn't know but you allowed trust to also help you as well, right? Was a bit of trust in that? I, I allowed myself, and I, I've always felt it's important to have a belief that everything's going to work out all right. 
And if it doesn't, okay. it doesn't. Uh, you know, that, that's kind of my belief. I, I have I have no good reason to believe that. I just choose to believe it, and I find it a helpful belief. Uh, I know some people believe everything happens for a reason, all that kind of stuff. I'm not one of those people. Um, I think stuff just happens. <laughs> I think we, right. we're the ones who make meaning out of it uh, and yeah. create the meaning in our lives. Um, but uh, but I'm I'm absolutely okay with that. But I do I do find having that belief of yeah everything's going to be fine everything's going to work out to to be really helpful. I, I would I like I would liken it to like if you if you fall if you fall and you're relaxed or uh, you drop and you're relaxed you're gonna experience probably depending on the height you fall from you're gonna experience probably less damage than someone who's tense uh, and more likely to to break um so you know you, like in martial arts you fall you roll you you flow with things uh whereas if you fall stiff uh, you're probably going to hurt yourself and i think life can be a lot like that as well is that having that flexibility to be able to go with what comes in life and and flow with it as best you can um that's where you start to find opportunity you know, I'm I'm very I'm, I'm very wary because I see it so much of people saying, you know, oh, well, there's so many so many opportunities during this pandemic, and everyone should be jumping on it. And not everyone's going to do that, and not everyone is feeling mentally or emotionally strong enough to deal with that. And it's like if if the best if what you need right now is just to get through this as best you can, you know, do that and focus on that. But if you are in a place where you think, yeah, I think I could maybe do more and, and maybe can take some real advantage of that, then great. Um, that absolutely look for the opportunities and look for ways to do that because undoubtedly um, there are there are opportunities uh, I, i'm seeing that in the sort of growth and, and avenues that i'm pursuing at the moment in my network some things are some people having their their best um, sales times ever uh, by meeting people where they are and, and making those connections and going people are still buying stuff people are still looking to to grow and develop and uh, people uh, the, the world is still turning everything hasn't ended so even if you maybe feel at a dead end with something right now it doesn't mean that there aren't other opportunities it's just maybe hard to see where they are or what they are right now good stuff yeah well i think we've covered a lot here johnny yeah i i think so i'm <laughs> i i think it's, it's an important area because i think everyone everyone deals with uncertainty every day we don't always acknowledge it we don't always face up to the reality of it but it's there and uh, i think a lot of the time we don't is because it makes us uncomfortable and we don't like stopping and thinking about things that make us uncomfortable or being in that uncomfort or discomfort zone yep yep i like what you said before no matter what happens i know it's gonna it's gonna be okay and that that to me is wisdom and so from uncertainty, from my own experience, and I'm sure we, we've all got, whoever's watching this, I'm sure we've had uncertain periods where we get intuition wisdom. You know, there's wisdom that comes through. If you have that mindset, you know what? I know it's going to work out. I don't know how, but somehow it's going to work itself out. I think that's one of the most comforting things. And the other thing is, I'm going to take Buddhism again. I don't care how difficult things are on this planet or with us or if we have depression or whether we're feeling overjoy, no thing, no condition is permanent. There is impermanence. We're living in a, in a, in a, in a realm of impermanence. COVID will yeah. come and go. Uh, yeah. The downturn in the economy will come and go. I know it's not easy. I know it's uncomfortable. I know we could lose things and all the rest of it, right? Uh, I have this angst about me. What will come and go? It's just impermanent. If you notice that, 
uh, that is also a, a sense that's wisdom that get, that helps you get through and cope yeah. with the situation yeah it's, it's interesting actually because what that what that makes me think of is uh, there's an author called uh, matthew Hay. Uh, I don't know if you if you've heard of him, but uh, um, he has a, a. I think he's currently in in bestseller charts with his new book, The Midnight Midnight Library, which is a really lovely book, uh, by the way. And uh, I thoroughly enjoy his reading. He's a fascinating author, but he's also someone who's very open about his own experiences with depression and uh, and his uh, his the point in which his life. I think it was somewhere around ten years ago where he was ready to end it all. You know, he he was. Uh, uh, he, he wanted to, to finish his life and uh, has since uh, has since written a book called Reasons to Stay Alive. And uh, I think that's one of the things that, that sort of comes up in that, the impermanence of things is like that it doesn't last forever. And you, even if things seem really dark right now and you can't see any light out there for the future, it's there. Uh, and it does re require a certain level of, of trust or, or belief to just, grab onto that and say it is there even if i can't see it even if i can't feel it right now things will be better things will change because the, the only thing you can actually guarantee in life is change uh yeah. things will change things will things will be different uh whether whether the change is good or bad ultimately comes down to the meaning that we make of it and, and what we choose and decide for ourselves you know i think that that you know, um thing from uh you know we both work with with Harvecker and one of the things from one of his trainings is that are you painting the world with black or white you know you can you can either paint it all black and dark or you can paint paint the future uh white uh, white and bright for for yourself but we we always have that choice uh, and certainly it doesn't need to be shades of gray either i think you know we, we kind of need to choose are, are we catastrophizing making things worse for ourselves and, and imagining all the worst outcomes and possibilities um and, and making making ourselves feel bad and stealing all the joy and happiness from our lives uh, or is actually everything, oh, this is an Eckhart Tolle thing as well, but is everything okay in this moment, uh, right here, right now? Are, are you okay in this moment? Uh, the chances yeah. are that, that you that you are. And uh, just sort of, so be be as present as you possibly can. I think yeah. maybe, maybe that's something you haven't really sort of um, hit on that much, but I think the sort of being fully present in your life is a big part of being able to deal with uncertainty and, and being able to be okay with with whatever comes up in your life and to be very actively involved in that in your decision making and the choices you're making at the time and how you feel about things like um being fully present not not being in the past and sort of thinking about did i do the right thing or did did i mess this up and uh, should i have said that should i have done that blah 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 uh, or being stuck in the future what if this happens what if i lose this what if everything uh, what if i don't have enough money next month what if i don't have enough class what if everything goes away um that we end up that more, probably more that at the moment the catastrophizing thing of when things aren't necessarily going our way we imagine the worst possible outcomes it's just saying okay well that's what it seems to be and maybe bad things will happen maybe good things will happen but one thing's for sure if you're focused on all the bad stuff if you're focused on the catastrophes and stuff you're far more you are far more likely to create that unless you can re reposition yourself and and refocus reframe uh, and get yourself thinking okay well it's not necessarily bad it does depend on what what i do and how i react and respond yeah. and hopefully get yourself to uh, at least a, a more emotionally neutral position if that's the best you can get to first of all and then hopefully move from there into feeling more positive and saying you know, yeah. uh, oh, this isn't this is a case of I, either the world's happening to you or you do have influence and impact on the world you can 
There are things you can influence. There are things you can impact. Focus on those and, and less on the things that you can't, that you can't change or do anything about. Well, we never, we should never underestimate the power of our own thoughts because we live in a thought-based world. Everything is made up of thought. So if we're thinking catastrophe, catastrophe, then those thoughts are very, very powerful and they create emotions and they create the results. So equally, we can use the very same thought power to change the story. We can, we, when coaching, as you know, we have reframes, you know, yeah. if we say, well, you know, uh, success is for others, but not for me. Well, how can I reframe that to support me? Well, success is for others and also success is for me. Why not? It's a thought. I'm going to choose to change the thought to support my story because well, I'm living in a thought-based world, so I might as well make it up to support me. Yeah. There, there is a question that you know, may, may not always feel like the right question to us, but, but where you can, I think you should, uh, to, to ask yourself, how could this be the best thing that ever happened? Mm. Uh, and I think it does sometimes come to sometimes being able to ask yourself, ask yourself a question, like what could be the good in this? How could this be the best thing that happened? Because they're they're kind of these questions that they're they're open open ended questions. They don't necessarily have uh, a, a final answer, but they at least start to get your brain focused on thinking about the the good, the opportunity, and move yourself moving yourself in in the right direction. There's one that comes from. Uh, I think it's from Dan Millman, the uh, the enlightened warrior guy, the yeah, way peaceful the warrior, warrior guy, yeah. peaceful yeah. warrior thing. Uh, and uh, no, I, I really like Dan. I've seen him speak in in London before, and I really enjoyed really enjoyed his talk. Um, but you know, he he talks about this sort of thing of ask, asking a question, asking this question to yourself of how good could I stand my life to be. Uh, instead of instead of this sort of mental thing that we often do to ourselves, like, well, what next? What crappy thing is going to happen next? What, what's the what's the the next shoe that's going to drop? Or these uh, horrible things always come in threes. So let's have one. What's going to be two and three? That we we are actually setting ourselves up for that expectation of that we're going to yeah. find these awful things. The chances are you will. You know, you start looking for them, you will probably find them, and you may actually be unconsciously creating them as well whereas if you start asking yourself the more positively focused questions our, our brain likes to answer the questions that we ask ourselves that like, how good could you stand your life i don't know how good i could stand my life i'm willing to find out and i'm willing to ask myself that on a on a daily basis and uh, yeah. how could how could something that's going on right now be uh, that it maybe doesn't feel positive be the best thing that's ever happened i can probably start finding some answers to to those sorts of things it completely changes my energy, my feeling about what's going on. Uh, and it's so much easier to move forward and, and focus on what's going on in your life if you feel good. Uh, and we do I like what you just said there, yeah. Asking questions the right kind. You know, as you say, if you ask for resourceful questions, you get resourceful answers. If you ask crap questions, you'll get crap answers. Why yeah. is my life like this? Why is it like why is this happened in the world? Why, you know, why am I why not getting ahead? Why me? So, what? What if this is the best thing that ever happened to me? What? What good could come from this? I wonder what amazing things will happen this week, this month, this year. I wonder that kind of stuff. What possibilities are open to me in times of uncertainty? Yeah, yeah. How how many opportunities could I stand to have come my way? How, how many clients could I cope with having? Yeah. How much how much income income could I stand to make uh, this month, this year? You know, it's like um, op nice open ended questions. That aren't saying, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm only going to be happy if, uh, you know, because I think very, 
I think a lot of this maybe even ties into this sort of idea of conditional happiness. Do you, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. You know, the people saying, okay, well, you know, I, I haven't got the income level I want, so so I'm not happy. I haven't got the uh, the job that I want, so I'm not happy. I haven't got the relationship I want, so I'm not happy. Um, but I'll, I'll be happy when. I'll be happy if. I'll be happy uh, when I have this. Um, that's conditional happiness. Mm. And uh, it's... Um, whilst I say it's not necessarily a wrong thing, it's what a lot of people are, again, perhaps robbing themselves of joy is that happiness being um, being a choice rather than a destination. I think that's yeah. a, so what, what happens if I could be happy with for no reason? What, what, yeah. If I allowed myself to be, what would happen if I allowed myself to be happy in uncertain times with no job, no money, for no reason? Yeah. What would happen? Maybe I'd yeah. feel a little bit happier. Perhaps you don't actually need a reason to be happy. Perhaps you could actually just choose that for yourself yeah. and decide, even though there yeah. are terrible things in the world, even though there are horrible things going on, even though there are people um, bullying each other or, or fighting each other, even though there are um, you know, people being mean and uh, and doing horrible things, um, and the world can be uh, a crappy place sometimes, could I still choose to be happy anyway? Could I still choose to meet my life being and feeling happy i think we do have to make actively make that choice because otherwise if your if your happiness is conditional on making a certain amount of money having the right house having the right job having the right relationship having the right things going on in your relationship whatever else if, if it's conditional then you're only going to feel happy for very brief moments of life and it's going to be very fleeting it's kind of like this whole thing of hedonic adaptation with with goals you know it's like we normalize things very quickly you hit an achievement you're probably going to feel good about it maybe for up, i think research shows maybe for up to about two weeks so that it's going to be from several days up to two weeks you might feel good about that achievement and then it's normalized uh, but the same thing happens with negative events as well something bad happens in your life we we generally normalize it within about a couple of weeks and we always return to our baseline level which is which is where we spend most of our time at and i, I always look at it this way like when somebody asks you are you happy do you think about oh when's the last time i was happy or when what was the last big achievement i've had i don't think you do i think when you ask someone if they're happy they, they'll think about how they feel right now but they'll also think you'll also tend to think about are you generally happy day to day and that's what we we tend to answer and that's your baseline it's like okay are, are you generally happy as a person are you generally showing up in your life as a happy person rather than someone who just has moments of happiness or some some experience that or wishes for it in their lives and and so that is i think the difference between like whether you're whether you are actually happy or not i know there are people who who sort of coach and, and are experts on this and can probably put me put me right or maybe add more to that conversation as well but but that's my that's my take on it is like well you, you do have to make this conscious choice and again it's not always easy and some days probably not going to always manage it but if you actually want to experience a happier life and a better quality of life you have to choose to show up as that in your life this, this does become the conversation about who do you have to be who do you have to show up as and and so if most people you know you ask most people what they want one of the standard answers is i want to be happy uh, and yet most people don't know how to yeah, that's usually the thing. If I want, I want the big house, but really, what I want is to be happy. But you know, what happens if you could be happy and do, and, and have sadness? What happens if you could be happy with uh, uh, feeling angry or frustrated? You can still be happy. 
Yeah. It's a different context. You're realizing that happiness is not so the the sadness and the anger is just something that comes through me, not from me. But I can still be happy. I can still smile while I'm feeling sad. You know, yeah. I mean, in, I know in Buddhism, in meditation, when you do insight meditation, you might have all this hell realm stuff going on in the mind, but you can still have a smile while you're look, looking into that. It's weird, isn't it? It's a kind of a paradox. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, a lot of my background history is, is in the world of customer service and hospitality. And uh, it's always amazed me, particularly in the, in the airline industry, how many people are kind of miserable <laughs> as, as like customer facing stuff. It can be a bit, bit, bit uh, miserable or grumpy and, uh, and not always very smiley. And it's now and again, we just encounter people who have such a magical, uh, happy energy. Like you really feel that radiating out of them as well and just keep smiling. And, and sometimes when you actually get to have a, a conversation with them, there may be really some really difficult things going on in their life but they still keep that keep that energy they keep that that decision or that this is who i am this is how i show up in the world this is how i meet life uh staying uh, you know they don't want there's a risk of sort of getting into that sort of cult of positivity thinking you always have to be that and putting that pressure on yourself i'm not saying that i'm saying like you know you you can actually influence your emotional state a lot more than you may even realize and that's, that's what I'm saying. If you, if you can make that choice and be happy on um, more days than not and have a better life experience more days than not, then great. Uh, but don't feel that you have to be that. It's like it's still your choice. You you still get to choose this. Uh, and I'm very aware that I don't want to sort of create this sort of happiness cult either or seeing like you always have to paint a smile on no matter what. It has to, it does have to some degree come from within and uh, be a part of maybe even having to train yourself a bit to, to show up more like that and to have that experience more often. Exactly. Does that make sense? Wow. We've, we, yes, makes make, makes good sense there, Johnny. Where we, we, we can go on and on and on. I think I'm just aware, <laughs> you know, we've been at this now for 50 minutes. Yeah, that, uh, and there pro probably is a lot, a lot further we could go, but yeah, we will. There's a lot more we can talk about. Yeah, I'm going to talk. Yeah, I could talk more, but I'm just, I'm just aware of, you know, somebody watching the video, maybe they've got a, a pretty big download here. Some ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we maybe uh, maybe can come back to some of these areas again uh, on another on another call. Certainly, uh, mm. we'll, we'll we'll have some more chats again in the future, James. But uh, it has been a really great conversation. I think we will we will kind of draw things to to a close. But we'd certainly like to see uh, like to see comments from from you. Any questions or comments, and and we can come back or areas that you might like to see discussed on the show. This is a, a new a new show, a new podcast. It's called Points of Change. So you know, if you're joining us on the live show great thank you for that uh, but if you're if you're watching on youtube please uh, please subscribe please give us uh, a like on the channel and uh, and remember as well to uh, to hit that uh, hit the subscribe button as well and make sure that you are tuned in for for future episodes so that we can uh, so that we can give you all the latest and so it won't always be me and james but you will see me on, on every show we're going to bring you different guests as well but make sure you hit that uh, like button subscribe to the show uh, and get the bell to get alerted of every new show that's coming up follow us on follow me on linkedin on facebook uh youtube wherever and i'll look forward to to seeing you again on future shows thank you for joining us today thank you i hope it's been a useful and helpful conversation for you and we'll see you again soon james thank you for joining me and thank uh, you johnny good talk good conversation speak soon thanks for tuning in i hope you enjoyed the show please remember to like and subscribe and leave us a review 
In our next show, I'll be speaking with the incredible Dana Farron, who is a professional speaker, a former dominatrix, a super fascinating person to listen to. We're going to be talking about navigating difficult conversations. We've got daily episodes coming out whilst we launch the show, so please share the show far and wide with everyone you know. Let's try and get this into charts and sharing, helping loads of people all around the world. See you next time.